So we're going to, um, this is, uh, this is new for me. The Chlal, Gemara is supposed to be, I, I, I told this through every left, but I, the way I see it, Gemara is you learn inside. You learn a Gemara, you read the Gemara, you read the Rashi, at the very least you read the Gemara. That's how Gemara is learned. Gemara is not something you kind of listen to in the background. So what I'm really saying is that this Shir is, isn't meant to substitute the learning of the Gemara. It's meant after you learn the Gemara by yourself or the Shir, however you learn it. So then this Shir is going to serve as like a good way of doing a quick Chazara and uh, you listen to it while you're jogging, while you're driving, whatever, whatever it is. Um, but it's, it's it, but it's not a substitute. You don't, uh, you know, that's not Gemara. Gemara isn't something you listen to uh, quick, ten minute daf. You know, now they have all these types of things. But it serves a purpose that it's a good chazara. We don't need to go inside. It's shaktivatari of the Gemara, what the Gemara says. So start with that base on the Aleph. I'll finish with base on the base. We'll do the entire daf and we'll see how long it takes. So um, the Mishnah. Starts off with just a quick Hagdama. We're talking over here in Masachas Makas about Adam Zoimimim. The Pasuk says that uh, when uh, Adam are found to be false Adam, two other Adam come and say, Yimono Hayisam, you, you couldn't have possibly been testifying uh, about such and such a case because at that time and that place that you claim such and such thing happened, Yimono Hayisam, you were with us. Says the Torah of Asisam, if you do to the Adam like they plotted to do to the Nidan, like they plotted to do to the to the person they were testifying about. So if they they right? so that's the that's the uh, general rule that if two Adam come and say Plonis Chayiv Skila, so then then they're found to be Adam Zaymim, but Yimono Hayisam, so then they get the same Oynish Skila if they were Chayiv in money, so they have to pay money. If they were Chayiv in Malchus, they get Malchus and so on. Our Mishnah talks about the exceptions to the case, but there's two exceptions. The Gemara is going to say there's another two exceptions, four exceptions altogether, but the Mishnah discusses two exceptions of when the general Kashazaman punishment is not applied. What are the two cases? So one case is when two Adam come and say that somebody's a Cholol, that uh, somebody was born from a union of a Koyin and a Grusha or Chalutza, so the child's a Cholol. And the second case is the case of a two Adam who come and say someone killed someone B'Shoiging in Ischayev Golos. So in both of those cases, the Adam don't get the Kashazaman. What happens instead? It's an important point. It's not just that they don't get kashas amim. Like in Arba'im, they get malchus. So that's the mission. The mission says two cases where the Adam zayimim don't get the regular kashas amim. Instead, they get malchus. The case of Ede ben grusha, they try to make someone chalal, and the case of Ede golos, they try to make someone chayev golos. The Gemara that based on Adalaf before it gets to the makoris of where we know these uh, dinim from in the Torah asks a technical question on the loshna Gemara, on loshna Mishnah. Loshna Mishnah was Ketzad or Eidim Nazim Zoyim. How the Eidim made Zoyimim. And the Mishnah continues by saying two exceptions of where they're not. They don't get the regular Kashas Amim. They're not typical Eidim Zoyimim. So this is what the Gemara is busy with. How does it work? The Gemara asks two questions. Number one, the Loshan doesn't make sense. Eino Eidim Nazim Zoyimim Iboyle. The Mishnah should have said how the Eidim not made Zoyimim because it's not the regular Kashas Amim. They don't get the regular Oynish of Kashas Amim. They get Malchus instead. That's question number one. Question number two, the Gemara asks, is that the uh, case, case of Adim Nasim Zayim, it sounds like you, you're going to tell me how the Adim becomes Zayimim. What's the process by which they become Zayimim? That's Taka discussed in another Mishnah, where the Mishnah says, how do how do Adim become Adim Zayimim? It's a specific case. Not every time an Aid lies or it's found to be lying, does he become an Aid Zayimim? Only in a situation where two other Adim come along and say, Imanu Hayisa, you were with us at that time that you claim that you're. That you claim the Nidon did 
XYZ. You were with us. In other words, the Mishnah later tells me what the process, what are Zoyimimim. So why here are you asking Kate to the Edom Nasim Zoyimimim when the Mishnah deals with it later? That's the second Kasha. So the Gemara answers, you're right. If this Mishnah was read in isolation, if this Mishnah was read by itself, so then Taka, it doesn't make any sense. Kate stayed in Nazem and then tell me two cases where they're not, they don't get the regular Kashi Zom. I mean, you're not even telling me, you're not telling, Sai, you're not telling me the regular Kashi Zom and punishment. Sai, you're not telling me how the process by which they become Zomimim, that's in a later mission. And in this mission, we don't talk about how they become Zomimim. That's in a later mission, Imane Yisem. So if this mission was read in isolation, then you'd be right. It doesn't make any sense. But we have to take into account, says the Gemara, that this mission is said by Hemshech to the end of Sanhedrin where the end of Sanhedrin is really the second to last parak in Sanhedrin. One has to explain that the um, that, that really Kali Sroli Ashram Chelek is, is not really part of Sanhedrin properly. And the Makas is coming Behemshech to the end of Perik Nechnokin, where the mission over there already talks about an exception to the case of Edim Zaymim. What's the exception? The exception over there is Edim will come and say false testimony, Edim Zaymim, about Abbas Koyen Uboyal. About a Baskoyan was being Mazana, and the person that she was being Mazana with, that although really, logically speaking, they should get the Oynash, the punishment that they tried to cause to the Baskoyan, which is Shreifa. Why should they get Shreifa? So, Pashtus, because the Baskoyan gets Shreifa. Every other Ashish gets Chanik. But Baskoyan is an exception to the rule where she gets Shreifa. So, and the boil gets Chanik, like a regular Baal Ashish Ish. Um, so, it makes sense to get Shreifa. Kasha Zomam and the Mohammer Dikr of the two Oynshim that they tried was Shreifa. So they should get Shreifa. Nevertheless, there's a special Limud which tells me um, the Limud is as explained by Rashi is uh, the Pasuk says that whenever they're trying to do something to both a male and a female so then they get the the male's Oynish. In this case, it's Chenek and not, and not Skila. So the Mishnah of Adensin is already dealing with cases where the Kasha Zomam is not applied strictly. The guy's Chai Misa, he gets Chanek, the Eidzaimim, but he doesn't get the exact same type of Misa that he tried, that they tried to do to the Baskoyan, which is Shreifa. So since we're already talking about cases where there are exceptions, so we continue with exceptions, and the Mishnah kind of can be read as follows. Keita, the Eidim, Nasim, Zayim. How do these Eidim, these types of Eidim who don't get the Kasha Zomam, and I'm going to tell you some other types of Eidim who don't get the Kasha Zomam at all, they don't get the punishment at all. Not only do they not get the particular Misa, like the Eide Baskoyen, but they don't get Kasha Zamam at all. How do they get punished? Kate said, Ha Edim, how do those Edim, which don't fall into the category of regular Kasha Zamam, which we're already kind of discussing. I'll tell you some more. And how do those Edim become Zoyimimim? How do they get punished? How do they, what's their Din? So their Din is that they don't get, they, they, they get Malchus. So that is, how the Gemara answers its question, its two questions, shall we say, of Kate said, Ain't Aiden Nasim Zaymim Boile, and furthermore, the second question of the Gemara, which is that the Chura, if you're going to tell me how they become Zaymim, that's later, the process by which they become Zaymim, you're not, you're not, you're not Bichlal describing how the process by which they become Zaymim. The Gemara's answer is, it's based on, it's based on the, uh, it's based on the early Gemara in Sanhedrin, where we already see exceptions, and we're saying, when there's an even bigger exception, where you don't get Kashi's arm at all, how do you get punished? That is the answer to that. Now the Gemara is going to turn to say the reasoning for both, for why this is the case. In other words, the mocker in the Torah for why Eide ben Grusham and Chalutza don't get Kashazam, the regular Kashazam. 
And later, the Gemara is going to actually explain why the Taka do get Malchus, but it's two separate things. One is why they don't get Kashazamim. That the Gemara explains over here on that base of with regards to Ede ben Grusha, that the reason why they don't get Kashazamim, Minani Mili says the Gemara, the Gemara answers, Loi Veloi Lazari. The Pasuk says, Vasisam Loi Kashazamim, that uh, you do to him as he plotted. The word Loi implies that you only give Kashazamim when it only affects him. But if the Kashazamim also affects others, we don't give Kashazamim. And in this case, Ah, just make him a, a chalo. Don't make his children. That's not kashazam. I mean, in other words, it has to be, on the one hand, it has to be kashazam, says the Gemara. It has to be as he plotted, and he plotted to make the children chalalim as well. And it, on the other hand, only, the Pasuk is clearly telling him that we only punish him. We don't do something which would affect his children as well. So it's clear that he's mufka. He's uh, taken out from Torah's hazama. He's not got the regular kashazam, and therefore he doesn't get uh, punished in the regular way. That's the first reason given. The second reason given is the Kavachoyma Barpada, which is ultimately rejected. The Kavachoyma is that um, the Kavachoyma is based on the logic like this. Kavachoyma, right? You have a, the case which is which there's a, a more Chamordeke case. The more Chamordeke case of someone who actually makes Chalalim. What's the case of somebody who makes Chalalim? The Koyin who actually marries the Gurusha, his children become Chalalim. He makes Chalalim. He doesn't become a Chalal. So... So it follows that um, so it follows that somebody who just attempts to make uh, halal, meaning an aid zone who just attempts unsuccessfully to make halal, surely he shouldn't become a halal as well. In other words, if you successfully do something, you don't become a halal. The kind who marries a grusha doesn't become a halal himself. His children do, he doesn't. So then someone who just attempts to, for sure, shouldn't become a halal. There's a kalvachoymer over here. It's a more lenient situation. So for sure, if the chamur doesn't get to be a halal, so the kal, for sure, shouldn't be a halal. The Gemara rejects that by saying that the whole logic is that can't be applied to, to Eidzoimim because the Pasuk itself tells me Kasha Zomim below Kasha Asa and if we were to apply that rule so the case of Kasha Asa meaning where somebody where the Eidim Zomim successfully caused someone to get killed or someone to get Malchus so then um, they don't get the Oynish because it's Pasuk Kasha Zomim Kasha Asa if you're going to go with the basic, same logic Kalvachoyme so then someone who tries to for sure shouldn't get Malchus because he did less it's more cow. And nevertheless, that's the whole din of Kashazam, and that the Kashazam of the Kashazam, that the, the more cow gets punished and the Khamer doesn't. So that's exactly the concept. So obviously, we can't apply this logic of looking at successfully doing something as being more Khamer than someone who's attempting, and, 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 and based on that, applying the rule that, uh, that uh, we can't say that somebody, just because somebody makes Khalalim doesn't become a Khalal. The Koyun who marries a Gusha doesn't become a Chalal himself, that we can apply the same thing to and say, because that's the whole Kashazam. That attempting to do something has a more Chamadikadin than actually successfully doing it, despite the fact that logic dictates otherwise. So that is the Gemara's rejection of the Kavachayim. And ultimately, the Gemara says we go back to the original reason. So in Ahmad Aleph, what did we have? We had a mission with two exceptions of when we don't say Kashazam. We had the Gemara's two questions on the Loshana Mishnah, the Gemara's answer that. It flows from Sanhedrin, and in such and that being the case, it makes sense. The Lashon Ketzei and Nasim Zaymim. We then asked why a Chalol is why Eide Chalol, why Edim who tried to make somebody a Chalol don't get the Kashazamam, don't get the regular Kashazamam, and we said a pasuk and a Kalvachoyim, the pasuk Loi Veloi Lazaroi, and the Kalvachoyim of of Oma Mechalol Einim Ischalol Habal Chalav Loichil Einim Din Shaloi Ischalol, and we ultimately rejected the Kalvachoyim, and we remain with the fact. The pasuk says, "Vasisem loy kashes amen loy velo lazar." So that's that base on the daluf. That base on the base. 
we now discuss the second case of the Mishnah. The second case of the Mishnah is that two Adim who come and say someone's Chayiv Golos, the Adim don't get, when they, prove, when they become Adim Zaymimim, they don't get the Kasha Zamam, even though usually that's the punishment. What's the reason for that? What's the marker in the Torah? It says the Gemara. Again, it's going to follow the same framework, first with a Pasuk, then a Kavachayim, and reject the Kavachayim and go back to the Pasuk. So what's the Pasuk? The Pasuk is that the Pasuk by Golos, the Pasuk says, that the person who killed, he runs to one of the cities, from which we learn, that it only applies in special din. In other words, we learn from the Pasuk, which talks about Golos, that it says he should run to the city, meaning the guy who killed Beshoiga gets Golos, gets the punishment of Golos, but it excludes anyone else, even Adam Zaymimim, from getting Golos. That is the Pasuk, the reason which is brought down by Rabbi Yoichanan, and then, sorry, the reason which is brought down by Rishlakish, and then Rabbi Yoichanan brings a Kavachayim. Rabbi Yoichanan's Kavachayim is as follows. That, we find, that Mezit doesn't get Golos. It's a Kavachayim. We find that somebody who kills Bemezit doesn't get Golos, even when there's no other punishment, like he, he wasn't warned, so there's no Misa, he doesn't get Golos. Mezit never gets Golos. Says the Gemara, if already someone who does a Maisa B'mezid, involved with the Indian of killing somebody, right? In other words, somebody who kills B'shoigi, the Pasuk says he gets Golos. Someone who kills B'mezid doesn't get Golos. So B'mezid doesn't get Golos by Maisa. So for sure, if you just did a Dibor B'mezid, you just spoke, tried to, right? You're an Eid Zoymem, you tried to get somebody to be Chayv Golos through your Dibor. So for sure you shouldn't get Golos. Dibur is more Kal than Maisa. So if Maisa doesn't get Golos when it's Mezid, Dibur be Mezid for sure shouldn't get, shouldn't get Malkus. That's the Kal v'chaim. Says So the Gemara says now, the Gemara slogs that up by saying, again, uh, he, he the Gemara is saying that no, you're, the reason, he means that uh, the exact reason why you want to say that the Adam Zayim should be part of Golos is actually a reason why they should possibly be higher than Golos. Because you're telling me that Dibur is more Kal than Maisa, and therefore the Adam Zayim shouldn't get Golos. But the truth is, the truth is that the reason why someone who kills Bamezid doesn't get Golos is because he did something which was too Chomor, that Golos shouldn't work, meaning the punishment of Golos is too is too light for the for the Maisa HaChomer for his terrible sin of killing B'meizid. Therefore, it follows very possibly that someone who just does Dibu B'meizid, which is more Kal, maybe Golos is a good fit. Maybe Golos is a good Kapara. So therefore, Vihiani Senes, your Kal actually works against you because um, because maybe the fact that it's more lenient is more of a reason to give Golos rather than less of a reason to give Golos. So therefore, the Gemara says that we go back to the reason of Rish Lakish, which is that which is that Kuyanos, um, we learn it from a Pasuk, Kuyanos Alachas Aharim, that only the person who actually kills goes to Golos, no one else, even Zayim. So, so far we've concluded with explaining the reason of why both cases in the Mishnah, both the Eidei Grusha Vachalutza and the Eidei Golos don't get the Kashe Zamam. Now the Gemara is going to continue by addressing the issue of why they get Malchus. Just because they don't get Kashe Zamam doesn't mean they get Malchus. Why should they get Malchus? So the Gemara says, there's a little piece of the Gemara which I'm going to miss out. Remez <coughs> a little piece of Gemara missing out, but basically the Gemara is saying, how do I know that Adim Zoyimim, which don't get the regular Kashazamim, get Malchus? What's the mocker? We know why they don't get Kashazamim. Why? Right? We've said different psukim for that above, but why do they get Malchus? So the Gemara answers because we find a very interesting thing, thing in the Parashas Malchus. And the Parashas Malchus is a parish which talks about giving Malchus to everybody. It's just a parish which talks about how many Malchus to give. Abarim Yakenu, Lo Yosef, Ipilu Ashoifat, the guy. It has to bend down, we learn. If you're not allowed to give more than 39 Malchus. The pastor is just talking about Malchus. 
But there's a very interesting thing over there that we see that the uh, the, the, the pasuk starts off, prefaces, introduces the Malchus by saying that the Dayonim, Pashtos, that's what it sounds like he's talking about, the Dayonim make the, find the Tzadik to be a Tzadik. Two people come have a fight, that's the Lashon Apostle, Ki Yeriv there's a quarrel between two people and uh, you, you being done them. So it's they find out who the Tzadik is, they find out who the Rasha, one guy's innocent, one guy's guilty, and then if the Russia deserves Malchus, this is what you do. It's a very interesting introduction. Surely, surely, there's many cases where a person gets Malchus. A person gets Malchus for eating Chela, for doing different uh, Isurim in the Torah, which deserve Malchus. There doesn't necessarily have to be two people. A Tzadik and a Russia, what's going on over here? Why does the Pasuk preface the whole din of Malchus by saying, that the Dayanim found the Tzadik to be a Tzadik and the Russia to be a Russia? What's going on over here? Says the Gemara that it's a remez to Edom Zoyimimim. It's a remez to the case where there's Edom Zoyimimim who can't get the regular Kashazam and they get Malchus. How is it a remez? So the Gemara explains, Vitzdikus means as follows. There's two people over here. There's the Nidoin. The Nidoin is really a Tzadik in truth because the Edom Zoyimimim found the first set of Edom to be lying. The defendant, who they're saying, who the first set of Adam is saying is Chayiv Misa for killing somebody, for being Mechal Shabbos. The Adam Zoyimim are being Megala that no, the first set of Adam are false. That the Nidan is really a Tzadik. Vitzdikwet Tzadik. The Adam Zoyimim come and the Vitzdikwet Tzadik, they say the Nidan, who we thought was a Russia, is really a Tzadik. Vishiwet Tzadik, they find that the Adam, the first set of Adam, who we thought were just two Adam coming and saying a story, are Rishayim. So then, Bahayim bin Akos Russia, if the Russia, meaning if the Adam Zoyimim, deserve Malchus, so then there's the following day that they get Malchus. So what do we see from here? There are certain situations where Adam Zoyimim get Malchus. This is, which is a situation, obviously not in a situation where the Torah tells you clearly what punishment they get, rather the case where we don't know what punishment they get because they're excluded from Kashazam, like our two cases in the Mishnah, Adam Grusha and Adam Ben Grusha and Adam Golos. So they get Malchus. The Gemara asks the Kasha, just a second, why do you need a special Pazvistikus? There's a lab in the Torah, you're not allowed to testify falsely. The Adam Zoyimim, Adam Zoyimim, true Adam Zoyimim is a unique case of Adam Zoyimim. They, 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 they're proven to be false with the Imanu Hayisem. But ultimately, they're, they're lying, they're testifying falsely. The Torah says Loisana. Loisana is a lav. We know there's a general rule. Any lav which the punishment isn't specified in the Torah gets Malchus. So this is a situation. The punishment isn't specified because they can't get Kasha's arm. So they should get Malchus. Why do we need the Pasuk Vistikus at Sadiq? Gemara answers very simply, Lav she'en by Ma'isa, V'chol lav she'en by Ma'isa, E'en loikino. I'll just add, in other words, it falls into the category of a lav which there's no action involved. The Edom Zoyman didn't do anything. They only spoke. There's a general rule that any lav she'en by Ma'isa, you don't get Malchus from. But I'll just add that ultimately, E'en oin shenelem kenman's hearing, there is an idea that you don't get punished unless you get warned. So ultimately, we do need the Pasuk of Loisana as well. Because it's because the static is not a good enough reason. Why you, every time the Torah says someone gets a punishment, the Torah somewhere else, or in the same parish, has to say, you're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do it. So the Loisane is the love telling the Adam Zoyim, don't, don't, uh, don't, 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 don't testify falsely. It's because the Sadi tells me that if they do, they get Malchus. The Gemara continues by saying that there's a Brisa which actually adds on to the Mishnah and says that there's not only these two examples in the Mishnah which don't get Kasha's arm, and there's two more. There's two more cases, and uh, Rabbi Kiva adds a fifth din, not a fifth, uh, another, uh, another din. Rabbi Kiva adds another din of Edom Zoyim. Let's see. So what are the, the two extra cases? There's the two cases that we said till now, Edom Ben Grusha and Edom Galos. And two other cases are Edom Zoyim who come to say that someone is Chayef Koifer. Koifer means when somebody, somebody's shor, 
kill somebody for the fourth time, so then the show is a show mood, and a show mood which kills, that's um, the Torah says, um, the Torah says that he's high Misa. The Torah says that he's high Misa. And then the Torah continues by saying, Im But we don't actually do that. There's a way of him getting out of it, which he's chayv to do. He pays koifa. He pays a monetary payment towards the Yoshe Hanerag, to the, to, the, to the inheritors of the person who was, was killed by his shoyv. And uh, again, this is only when his shoyv, it's the fourth time his shoyv is killing somebody. He pays money. So Adam Zoymu tried to get somebody else to pay this koifa, and they don't pay this koifa. That's one case. Case number three, where they don't get cash zama. Case number four is Einim Karim Be'avid Ivri. If they try to get somebody to be sold as an Avid Ivri, and we'll elaborate soon what's the situation exactly. But generally speaking, if somebody, we know that if somebody steals and doesn't have money to pay, so then he has to become an Avid Ivri and pay off his debt that way. Pay off his theft that way. So, uh, so what happens if, what happens if he's, what happens if two Adam come and say that somebody is stole and has no money? We'll get into the details soon. But what happens if basically Adam, uh, basically the Gemara is saying, we'll get into the details soon. Adam can't be avid ivory. There's a general rule that Adam's own don't become sold as an avid ivory. See, see exactly the, the situation soon. Okay, so those are the four cases. Rebbe Kiva adds another din. It's not a fifth exception to when they don't get kasha zaman, but it's in the same b'risa. The b'risa really says, There's four things said about Adam Zom. And the first four happen to be exceptions where the Adam doesn't get kasha zaman. Rabbi Kiva adds a fifth din, which is said by Adam Zom. It's not a fifth exception where they don't get kasha zaman, but he says it's another special din by Adam Zom. Usually there's a klal who does that somebody who admits guilt when it comes to monetary matters, he admits being chai of money, let's say, he gets his chai of money. You don't need Adam to confirm what he's saying but uh if they have found in one bezdin and then they run away and then think oh no want to do trouble whatever they come to second bezdin and say and say we were found to be and 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 we're money aim they're not high by themselves and the gemara is going to explain the reasons for all of them but on base on the base we'll deal with the reasons for the first four dinim of the tanakama and we the, the rebekivas basically will be in the next half um so what, are the, so, what, so what does the Gemara say? So the Gemara says that uh, what's the reasons for the these four dinim? So the first two, Kida Amran, we already said that why Ede Ben Grusha don't get Kasha Zamam, why Ede Golos don't get Kasha Zamam, Loi Lazara, Hu Yonos, by Golos. What about the other two? The two additions of the Bride. So why doesn't, why do you not pay Kaifer? Why do Adem Zomim not pay Kaifer? So the Gemara says, Kufra Kapara. But the mechanics, how koifa works, is not like a regular din where it's a monetary chiyuv. The koifa is coming to be mechap, a really high misa b'day shamayim, and in place that you're being mechap for it by paying money. So that can only that's only shayach if your shor killed somebody. But if your shor didn't kill somebody and you're not chayiv misa, then we don't say we can't we can't be mechayiv you koifa. That is the gemara's explanation. The Gemara sidetracks to say that we know there's a machoikas, the Kufra Kapara. In other words, the Gemara says, Kisova Kufri Kapara. This man Dama holds a Kufra Kapara, but there's also shit which says Kufra Mamaina. So the Gemara sidetracks and says, you know what? Who's the one who says Kufra Kapara? Who's the one who says Kufra Mamaina? Who are these people? The Pashtos, we can, the Gemara's Havamina is, we can link it to a machoikas about Kufr, what you pay. The passage just says, Im Kufr Yushasalov, the Nasan Pidyo Nafshay. You should pay the redemption of Sol, but what does he pay? Because the Machlaikas, one Tana 
says, Tanakama, I believe, says that it's the Demei Nizak, the Rabbonon, referred to as the Gemara later as the Rabbonon. They say Demei Nizak, you pay the value of the Nizak, meaning you pay the value of how much the Nizak would have been able to be sold on the slave market to the Yorshe Hanera, to his Yorshim. And uh, the second opinion is that you pay Demei Mazik, meaning the person, the Bala Shor, the owner of the Shor, he pays the value of how much he would be sold in the slave market. That is the Machlokas Tanoim, says the Gemara. It seems very clear that the one who says the main is a from Amoina. He's saying you have to pay for what you damaged. You killed somebody, you have to pay his value. The one who says the main Mazik seems to be saying, no, it's not an issue of paying what you cause damage. It's an issue of redeeming your own soul. You really should be high me, so you have to redeem it. So you're redeeming it by paying your value. That seems to be the obvious con- right the conclusion. So that's the Gemara's Havamina. The Gemara says, no, it's Lavdafka. I say Lavdafka, but a Papa is saying, no, that's not true. Everyone holds Kufra Kapar. We don't have to say that this Machlekes is Taloi Habaha. We can say that both Tanoim, both the Tan who says the main and the main even the one who says the main which sounds like it's a monetary thing, would also agree that Kufra Kapara. It's a little bit difficult to understand. So, how, how do we explain it? So the Gemara says, what's the reasoning of the Rabbana? The reasoning of Rabbi Kiva, of Rabbi Shmuel Neshe, sorry, the reasoning of Rabbi Shmuel Neshe, Rabbi Yechem Baruch, who says the main mazik is very understood. The Pasuk says, the Nos and Pity Nafsh, it sounds like it's a redemption for your soul, so you pay the main mazik. But if you're both saying Kufra Kapara, then we have to understand what's the reason why the main nizik, that you pay the value of the nizik. Says the Gemara that the reason is, you know, everyone holds Kufra Kapara, the question is how you pay. Why? Why take the main nizik? So the Gemara explains, is there is Shava, Hashasa, Yushas, Yushas. Here it says the word Yushas, it's an interesting way of saying that someone's high money. In Koifer, Yushas, if you place Koifer. But it says this interesting lashon of Yushas. Early on, when it talks about a, a different parasha, where it talks about somebody killing the fetus of a the Vlad, of a, a, which is still in the pregnant woman, so you have to pay the Dmei Vlad is Lebal. You have to pay the, the money of the Vlad to the Baal, to the, to the husband. And there, it says also Yushas. So just like over there, with the Nizak, you're talking about paying the value of the Nizak, so over here it makes sense Nizak as well. And now there's a special limit, the Shava, that the way you get rid of the Kapora is through the domain Nizak. Um, why doesn't Yushmaw uh, say the same thing? And I'll just add, if a Pashtus, he doesn't hold this Shava, we know. It's not Makabal Shava Miraboy. So, but either way, the Gemara uh, 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 asks this question. The Gemara says, Pashat, it says in the Pashat, Nasan Pidyan Nafshay. So that implies it's a pity nafshi, that you pay your redemption of your own soul with the mazik shaymin, and you pay your own value. And what about the rabban? The rabban says, yeah, that's not, it's not a taina. True, it's pity nafshi. True, it's the nature of the koifer is that it's a redemption for your soul. But that doesn't mean you have to pay the value. The way you pay with the mazik shaymin, you pay the value of the mazik. Okay, so that is, that is the Gemara which deals with the reasoning of why the Adam Zoymim don't pay the koifer. And additionally, a side discussion about what Kaifer is, and how even the Mandama says with the Nizik Shaimin, and even though it seems like with the Nizik Shaimin and the Kufr is Mamoin, it's like a regular monetary thing, you're paying for what you damage. No, we can say the Kufr Kapara, the Kufr is a Kapara for your Nefesh because you're really Chaim Misa. Nevertheless, with the Nizik Shaimin, because of the Xerish Shab. And finally, the last thing we're going to learn today is the fourth thing in the Brights of Einim Karim Be'avid Ivri, why Takadu Adim Zoimim not become Nimka Be'avid Ivri. But before we get to the why, the Amara first discusses which case are we talking about. Because if you made that someone stole, he only becomes an Evad if he doesn't have money. So what are we talking about? Does the does the does the Ganav the, the alleged Ganav 
right? So the, the, the Nidon, the person who the Adam said stole, does he have money or not? Do the Adam have money or not? So, so, so the Gemara actually goes through three stages. The Gemara says three stages of what, when the din of the bride applies. Originally, Rav Hamnuna in two different stages wanted to limit the case of when you're not sold to Avedivri to specific cases and say that there are cases when you would be sold as an Avedivri based on logic, based on Svara. So he's, first of all, the first Svara he advances is like this, that when do we say Einim Karim Be'avadivri? When do you say Einim Karim Be'avadivri? When the Nidoin, when the, the person who they try to, to get sold as an Avedivri has money. In other words, he has money. So that's why Einim Karim Be'avadivri. In meaning that even if the Edim don't have money, nevertheless, what did they try to do? Ultimately, they tried to get him to uh, to pay. He had money, so they right. So 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 um, so since he's not getting sold, so they're also not going to get sold. But let's say the Nidon doesn't have money. So then you talk to be Nimka Bavadiri. Then the Adam despite having money, even if they do have money, because ultimately what they tried to do was get him sold because he didn't have money. That's what Ramnuna says. Gemara asks a cash on that and says, no, that doesn't actually make sense because that doesn't actually follow because ultimately, even in a case where the Nidoin doesn't have money, if the Aiden do have money, it doesn't make sense that they should uh, get the cashes on because ultimately they can argue, we can argue on their behalf, we can say that just a second, just a second, just the fact that the Nidoin have money, that's a technical thing, he didn't have money, but we came to say that he stole. When we say somebody came to steal, what we're saying is like this. If he has money, then he's going to be chayev money. And if he doesn't, he's going to be sold. So if he would have money, then, uh, then he would pay up. So we have money, so we should pay up. Why should we, right? If we have money, we should pay up. So that, that was the Gemara's time on Rav Amnon's original assumption. And ultimately, the Gemara, sorry, ultimately, this second stage of the Gemara, the Gemara says no. Rav Amnon retracted. Rav Amnon um, modified what he said. And he said, you're right. He conceded and he said, Einim Karim Bavadivri would apply to any situation where either one of them has money. Then they wouldn't be sold at Avadivri. Because if the Nidan has money, so then they didn't actually try to get him to, uh, to get sold. So it doesn't make sense that they should get sold even if they don't have money. Even if the Adam don't have money. And on the other hand, if the Adam, if the Adam have money, even if the Nidan doesn't have money, the Adam can say, just a second, we have money. And if you had money, you would pay up. So too, um, so too we, should, oh, we should also... We should we should also be able to pay and not be. So when would Rav so is still saying this is the main point? Rav is still saying that there are some there is some case where you will be sold as an avadivri. Which case will that be? When neither has money, neither the nidon has money nor the adam has money. In that case, it, 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 there's no reason why they shouldn't get sold. The nidon doesn't have money, so they try to get him to uh, to get sold, and they also have no money. So it's not like they can say, well, just a second, uh, we only plotted for him to to get pay ups. To pay money because okay but just like if he didn't have money he would get it sold now you don't have money so in a case where neither has money so then you get sold that's what Ramnona says Rava argues and says no that's not true you're misunderstanding the Brisa that's not shouting the Brisa the Brisa isn't uh, something which is based on Svara where you can apply all the Svaras even in a case where the Svara stands strong that you should get sold as an Avadivri you don't get sold as an Avadivri because there's a special pasuk it's Xeris HaKasov the pasuk is the Nimka Big Nevasai Big Nevasai that you only get sold when you actually steal, but not in any other situation, not in the case of Adam Zayim. So that basically concludes the daf, daf base. So we'll, we'll stop over here, and I hope that was helpful.